Now, Christianity has its 13th apostle, a faithful witness to the love, mercy, and truth of Jesus Christ. How about you? Will you be the 13th apostle? Some people think it's difficult to be a Christian and to laugh, but I think it's the other way around. God writes a lot of comedy, it's just that he has so many bad actors. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The 13th Apostle, where we explore the good, the beautiful, the true, and the humor of the Catholic faith and the Catholic Church. This is Tom Caffrey with my co-host, Dan Duddy. How are you, Dan? Hey, Tom. How are you? Welcome back. Oh, yes. Thank you. Forgot I was gone. <laughs> you were... Because I'm always somewhere, so... Yes. Welcome, welcome back to your world. I understand. Yeah, Ow. yeah. Well, you were, it was a, uh, a heroic attempt to, uh, you know, we started the episode last week, but you had such bad uh, reception or self, whatever it was, uh, signal that you just, well, you know, this, okay, I got to start. I remember telling you that, and the other guys who were there on the episode, Jim and Deacon Chuck, that this was not very different. You know, the way you sounded with the, with the bad reception was, you know, similar to how... I'm used to the, you sounding that way. So profound, it's incomprehensible. So you what? had to sign off. Yes. You, were, you had to go. But my voice was breaking up because of a service situation down south, South Carolina, outside of my daughter's home. And I think the Wi-Fi was just wasn't working or whatever. My cell phone service. That's a different entity, right? Well, you yes. What, what, you, what do you mean? I, why I were you in the car? Like why were you what? in the car and not? <laughs> I was in the car. <laughs> I was in the truck in the driveway. Just getting office. back from, from, the, from Ed's gas station to take a shower? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> so uh, I was visiting my daughter and my son-in-law in South Jersey, and they have five. South boys. Carolina. What'd I say? South Jersey. Oh, South Carolina. <laughs> and uh, thank you. They once lived in South Jersey. They just moved down there. They have five boys, and the oldest just turned seven. So to make it... <laughs> I don't know if he's going to reach eight, but he, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the house is absolutely crazy. It's like a big old like a WWF... Uh, wrestling federation uh, match with tag teaming in the corners oh my gosh <laughs> they barely ever have a shirt on or at, at, sometimes at best they're in their underwear it's <laughs> or their diapers or pull-ups it's, it's, it's absolutely nuts and it's like three stooges on steroids so now i i'm i have to do the episode with you deep chuck jim on the synod <laughs> I walk out the door, I got a kid hanging on my ankle, and I'm, I got to get my head straight, and then get uh, get into the episode with you guys, five feet from the front door in a truck. Uh, yeah, and it, it just didn't work out, but, yeah. Oh, that was good. That was good. That's a, uh, in my mind, you know, the way I think of you and the Duddies, that's no, there's no stretch at all. To me, that's just Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. No matter where the Duddies are on the planet 
It's just, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, we've been blessed to, uh, or cursed, to be surrounded <laughs> by so, so much life. I know our Lord, I, I trust our Lord is smiling with me on that when I said cursed, because he knows my heart and the humor in it and yours and all of ours. And that's where we're going today, right? What, what yeah, yes, like? exactly. Yeah. So, so you saying that you were cursed, that's exactly, because, you know, everybody knows, and we were talking about it before, that humor is contrast. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, obviously loving family. You know, Henny Youngman, for the few out there around the world who know that name still, take my wife, please. please. <laughs> yes. So, uh, uh, I, I remember going to, uh, all right, we're really going down the rabbit hole. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this real quickly. I went with some friends to see Rodney Dangerfield many years ago uh, in the 70s in his nightclub in New York City. And, you know, he's talking about not getting any respect. Meanwhile, I think the, a hamburger cost about $35. Uh, a, a drink was about 40 And <laughs> the bill we got was unbelievable and barely had enough money to cover it. And he's saying, I got no respect. I want to yeah. stand up and saying, take a look at this bill. Talk about no respect. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He might not get any respect, but he's got your money. And. <laughs> You know, talk about rabbit holes. I think rabbit holes are definitely important and they're, they're exploratory in humor. I think, you know, we had a great retreat this weekend that, that you facilitated, you ran, you organized, and uh, hats off to you. It was tremendous. And I was only, only able to make it on the second day. And I have to tell you, I when I pull up to a retreat, I know there's a, uh, there's a bunch of guys in there that, I, that I've known over some time. I have to, because of my tendencies to be a, an immature eighth grader when I'm around <laughs> uh, mature men, I have to like say, Dan, be good. You know, like you're walking into a retreat. And, but as soon as I open that door, it just drops. It just like my be good thing is gone. Not that I'm bad, but there's just something, there's humor created in us and it's created in us, obviously. And it, and because it, it's and good. It, it's good. It's it's good, and uh, all all good things come from God, and we're not God, so we accept it as a gift. It's a virtue, and uh, but I, it becomes compounded and even more, I think, profound when we're around like-minded people, and in and, and in this situation, men, and so rabbit holes are they're just waiting for us to fall into and they can be good or bad, which that's what we have to guard ourselves against. Whenever we're practicing a virtue vice is right around, right around the corner. And, uh, you know, we have to hold ourselves up to that, but Hey Tom, you and I have always, and I, and I enjoy this about, well, it's in our name, the 13th apostle always enjoy trying to lift the characters. They just said before, uh, that you alluded to when you came into this episode off the page and make them three dimensional and find out more about, what they were really like because it's inclusive to us. So yeah, I, I wanted I wanted to talk about humor and the humor in the twelve perhaps. It's not real evident, but it had to be there. Because otherwise they they would you know psychologically they would have just snapped. And the humor in our Lord. So Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and I don't think it it's a stretch only because we don't see any of it in the gospels. But as you said, I mean they're they're human. They're men they're rough edges, you know, they're, they're not, uh, well, Matthew's kind of probably a scholar or he's, uh, he's, what would be, would that be gifted and talented? I mean, like a, uh, oh, what's that word? Kind of like the Servant. guy. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Like a, a servant. He was out there. I, I actually have a, 
I wanted to share a joke with you regarding Matthew. Oh my God! Uh, anyway, go. We'll keep going. Do you, all right. Oh yeah. Stay with that. Yeah. Go, all go right, ahead. So all right. So we're, it's it's something that I read in coming into our episode here uh, about laughing on ourselves and how the nerds can often you know in their nerdiness and I say that with affection you know the, those that are the super intellectuals uh, sometimes uh, struggle to function in the real world. Uh, in fact. Uh, there's a joke about that that was considered the second funniest joke of the world a few years ago. I don't know where that comes from, but uh, it's Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson on a camping trip. In the middle of the night, Holmes nudges Watson awake and says, Watson, look up at the sky and tell me what you see. I see millions of stars, my dear Holmes. And what do you infer from these stars? Well, a number of things, he says, lighting his pipe. Astronomically, I observe that there are millions of galaxies and billions of stars and planets. Astrologically, I observe that Saturn is in Leo. Horologically, I deduce that the time is approximately quarter past three. Meteorologically, I expect that the weather will be fine and clear. Theologically, I see that God is all-powerful and man is creation, small and insignificant. What about you, Holmes? Watson, you fool, someone has stolen our tent. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I think we can deduce that Peter, John, maybe Big James, uh, James the Greater, I don't know, whatever, whatever, however, identify with it, Andrew, can say to Matthew, Matthew, someone has stolen our tent. <laughs> That's right. I have no problem imagining that. I, I just, you know, again, these rough-edged guys, uh, trades, yeah. tradesmen and whatnot, I mean, you're gonna, and, you know, humor makes life bearable at some times, and then, of course, just makes it full of joy at other times. Uh, it just, it's like, a, it can be a pressure uh, release valve. It's in, um, sacred scripture so we yeah okay we don't see uh, laughter necessarily but we have in the in the gospels but we have no trouble imagining that they did why wouldn't they? again it's a good and all all things good come from god so and it's very interesting because um i know you remember well many months ago I, uh, we interviewed tom heine from uh because of his book song of a sense and People can probably go on uh, wqphradio.org and go into the uh, archives and find that. And he was an excellent uh, guest. He was. But in Psalm 126, it is a song of ascents. That's, and it is, you know, there's a group of, of psalms like that. And the ascent is to Jerusalem. That's where, you know, everything, all, all roads, in terms of for the Bible, all roads lead to Jerusalem and to Zion especially. And so in, in Psalm 126, it reads, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. You know, then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Just close it out with, this is a short one, a short psalm. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. So 
there it's and we have a we have a hymn that's uh, sung at many uh, masses you've probably heard it a thousand times like i have you know our tears will turn into dancing and again so this is uh, psalm 126 uh, with multiple references to laughter and and joy so i just think that um, you know we can there's just no difficulty imagining him i mean after all imagine him having a sense of humor because after all he was uh, there's frequent episodes of him well obviously the the wedding at cana but but having having being at meals and just no reason not to think that there would be humor and laughing when he's together with his disciples you know gathered around him and the busting starts and he's just sitting back enjoying it maybe maybe every once in a while i can picture our lord just you know, firing on off about Andrew or Matthew. Uh, you have to be delicate with Matthew in like in a certain way because because Matthew wouldn't get it in all likelihood. You know, he's just yeah. See what you're doing. You're humanizing them, and that's so important that we do that. You're bringing them to us because it's very evangelizing by doing so. Because life is tough, especially you know for those that are out there really trying to you know hit the pavement hard and. Uh, you know, do things for Christ because you know we we see our struggles as He warned us. You know, when when if you're going to step out there, you know, and uh, and follow my lead, you better brace yourself. You know, of course, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but we need to sometimes what we have to interpret, paraphrase, and internalize it, and and it requires a level of humor to do so because it it kind of helps it helps you digest. You know, what I mean, it helps it helps you helps. It's like a glass of water that washes it down into your soul uh humor you know and it really it keeps us moving but i completely agree with you that you know humor abound you know was abounding amongst them it just had to and that picture that you just drew of our lord at the table with his with his men and coming from different walks of life and he and he really took the calloused hands uh men you know those that that worked hard and you know, they got through some really tough times every single day, and it had it required humor and busting. I have no doubt. But him sitting back, our Lord, like you do at your dinner party, and stir the pot a little bit, <laughs> psychologically, and let's see how this guy can stand up to that guy, and like kind of pin each other, you know, humorously against each other. By the way, we know what you're about, Tom, but it still is fun, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so we can see that. But you know. We have no doubt that our Lord brought warm smiles, you know, uh, from the people wherever, wherever he went. You know, his heart was consumed by those in his arena, and he consumed their heart. And, you know, there were, there were warm smiles created. And a smile is the beginning of a laugh, you know, or a chuckle. Uh, a laugh just won't happen w- without, without that smile. And... I believe that it's probably beyond a doubt the most generous thing that we can do is to, you know, make a smile happen. And it it naturally happens when you yourself have the smile. And this and and that that smile is launched from an internal humor which comes from the dirt, which comes from natural truth. And you and I have always talked about that. You know, the, the funniest of all comedians are the ones that go right into the human heart, bring out the, the not so obvious because the confusions of the world, you know, quashes it. And that's where we need to go today, you know, is bring that smile. It takes courage to smile at times. 
provoke a smile and it's it's the beginning of joy joy and laughter it's the most generous thing that we can do perhaps uh not to be self-serving like hey how did you like my joke but to truly give uh and it's uh it's exponential it just creates a joy around us and therefore ultimately the world if we uh don't take the world so seriously and the end the what's the antithesis of not taking the world so seriously Mm. bring in humor Humor. Well, I got to say once again, my dear friend, you said something brilliant and you just blew right past it. Ladies and gentlemen, try to imagine, think of what Dan said, where a laugh begins with a smile. Try laughing without smiling. Try making that sound. It's impossible. You know, we, that's, that's how our body, we are wired that way. It's amazing how the muscles, the nerves and whatnot, and you can't laugh without first smiling. I never thought about it before. And it's it's a fascinating thing to to think that it's, and it's also interesting because uh, there's uh, Aristotle uh, wrote that of all living creatures, only man is endowed with laughter. So there was something I was reading where woodpeckers don't do knock knock jokes. Uh, you know, uh, monkeys do, monkeys don't human around. Uh, no chickens, no chicken laughs when another one asks him why the human crossed the road. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that contrast, that, that flip, you know, I, I, I love that stuff. But uh, here we are two days after a retreat, whereas men broke bread and men brought really good food to the retreat, the Sons of the Father retreat that, once again, you created, facilitated. And <laughs> we're still talking about Mike's meatballs, right? <laughs> Today's Tuesday. I, I, I forgot to tell you this before we came on the air. I had my fair share of Mike's meatballs on Sunday. And I, I want to thank Mike once again for those tremendous meatballs. But, Tom, I ate my first meal at 3 o'clock today since Sunday. Wow. Uh, that's how, yeah, that's how long it took for me. Uh, <laughs> they, they were heavy, Tom. They were heavy. <laughs> they, they were Mike meatballs. We're now we're gonna, yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, big and strong. Uh, Amen. It was, uh, oh, yeah. And well, then uh, our dear friend uh, Jim uh, Mulvihill, his lovely wife Brenda she made a lasagna outstanding beyond anything I've ever seen uh it's just, <laughs> I, the first thing I had and I wanted to tell them this in person I did send uh, send them the photo of uh, of our group when the uh, with the lasagna pan uh empty uh, you you held it up in one photo then I held it up in the other photo around with the group of guys and this thing was massive. And the first thing I had guys do, I'd say, come over here, try to pick this up. You know, it was so heavy. And uh, so it was just, I mean, it just, there was so much beauty and, and joy and a lot of laughter at the retreat. And so, you know, this is like, uh, how many times, I, I'll bet, not I'll bet, I know that uh, the number of things, uh, references in in the Gospels, the guys, the apostles, you know, they were, it was kind of like at a campfire, or, or, you know, as you say, or they were just, wherever they were, they were relaxing, they were unwinding. Uh, you know, that's it's easy uh, to imagine. You know, we just, it's so many times we, we have to, as they say, put flesh or put more flesh on the bones of something that we've heard or read. If you can add a little bit in your imagination and Catholicism, the Catholic faith is is a faith of of, of good imagination, healthy imagination. And say what you know what life is like for you as a as a human being. 
Okay, well, can you imagine any one of the apostles? Can you imagine any one of the uh, Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene? Pick any of the women. I mean, they're people like we are, so they've got a sense of humor. It, it just, no doubt. You know, there's no, it's so easy to uh, to imagine yeah. that, you know? There's no doubt. There's a, a great um, reflection that I read from Alatea um, and regarding Jesus' smile. And it, they wrote about the Gospels and how we can see him sharing in human joys all the time, our Lord Jesus, t- taking part in the wedding at Cana, which you and I have talked about before. It had to be the best wine ever. You know, and just the humor and how much wine was created. That was the best wine saved for the end, you know, blessing the chatty children whom the severe apostles tried to shoo away, breaking bread with friends and especially with sinners, you know. And he marveled at creation, fields of lilies, a sunset, like you said, sunsets. Uh, you guys took some, I was there on Sunday, you took some beautiful pictures of sunsets uh, and sunrises. That was Mike. Um, Mike at the retreat. You see Christ and all of that, and there's there's humor in that, joy, joy and humor intertwined. Or you know the the small seed becoming a tree. You know the the mustard seed. There's humor in that. You know there's 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 intrigue. And what a great teacher our Lord was. Uh, you know uh, the solemn joy of teaching in the congregations. You know in the synagogues. But there was there was joy and humor wrapped around that. We know that our our favorite professors or teachers were the ones who could mix joy and humor with the content. You know, so our, surely our Lord brought that with him, and all the way up to you know the first mass on the evening of uh, you know on Holy Thursday. So uh, yeah, um, well, I, I really that, enjoyed peeling this open. Yeah, I think that uh, the, there's so much. And I, I, I've written about this, um, but others, plenty of others uh, have probably talked about it, that especially when we're talking about the Gospels and, and what's, not, what's not written down. So it's like that space between the words, the space between the sentences, the spaces between the paragraphs. That's what you and I are talking about right now, which is what the apostles and our Lord lived it's just okay. Well, the you know the, the gospel writers, they had to get the essence. They had to get the message, okay. And that that's the most important thing, obviously. But there is certainly no pride in Jesus, and that's the big sin, you know. Where because if you're if you're so filled with pride, you're taking yourself too seriously. That's right. Great point. You know, yeah. it's it, you know, it drags us. It, it it just pulls us down. We're this solemn, uh, you know. So it's. I, I think that. I don't know. I, just, I I I think it's so easy, especially with. I can't say it, it's. It doesn't. I was going to say especially what's in the news today, but there's it's news every. Every year, there's bad stuff. There's bad stuff. Yes. You know, at the retreat, I said this, and I, I didn't originate this uh, uh, line that human history is a timeline of conflict uh, with brief periods of peace. And I don't even know. I'm not even sure there's ever been a day throughout the world where there's no conflict anywhere. You know, even an argument in a family. All right. So it's yeah. this is. With, with so much conflict, I mean, just, the, you know, in a way, many jokes have started out, you know, God has a sense of humor because, okay? Right. And anything, part of it is that, okay, well, he created both sexes. Uh, so you, 
you got to have humor. Yeah, you know that's it. It is yeah. so true. It's 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 joy. I mean, people want to laugh more than they want to cry. Yeah, uh, I don't think we get wisdom from humor. Suffering makes us wise, and I think that wisdom. We we should be striving for wisdom, always wisdom and holiness and whatnot. But part of the human experience along that road of where we're striving for perfection in, in when the kingdom of God comes into its fullness is humor is laughing is smiling is a joke. Yeah, not, not, you I, know? It just, yeah, I, I agree. You don't get wisdom from humor, but it is wise. However, to find humor, yes, to, to forgive and to satisfy an argument and then have a chuckle over it and move on with your life. Puts yeah. a bounce back in your step. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that the uh, being able to do that is the opposite of what we talked about with uh, pride, especially if a person is, you know, that self-deprecating humor where you, you're fine with either you're going to make fun of yourself. That's I mean, that's what self-deprecating humor is. You're, you, you find yeah. humor in yourself, and it also tends to disarm somebody else. That, you know, you beat them to the punch before they, they blast you. But to be able to do that, that's the opposite of pride. That's humility, and that's who we are. We are hummus, you know. We are of the earth. Yeah, right. For humor, H U M, H U M, humor, H U M, humility. Yep, H U M, hummus. Yep, humus. So, all right, buddy. Amen. Well, yep. we are. All right. D O N E. Uh, here we go. Uh, stay tuned, folks, for the Angelus and your prayer intentions with Peter and Jimmy. All right, WQPHRadio.org. Uh, we are coming up to the uh, end of the year, and we always ask for your support. But uh, at this time, we most organizations, uh, especially charitable organizations, uh, ask for that and hope for the support. So anything you can do, donate, uh, go to the donate uh, button there on wqphradio.org and uh, show your support. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you, Danny. Uh, God bless you, Tom. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to The 13th Apostle with Dan Duddy and Tom Caffrey. For more information on Dan, visit his website at www.danduddy.com or email dcduddy at gmail.com. Tom's website is faithpilgrims.com or email trcaffrey at faithpilgrims.com. How about you? Will you be the 13th Apostle?